So I'm obviously Lindsay. I am a VA and client experience strategist. Now it's funny how we can give ourselves our own titles, isn't it? Um, and yeah, I special. I'm a certified Dubsado specialist, so I uh, specialise in Dubsado setups and um, all the fun stuff. So, who do you typically work with? Is it service providers or is it kind of everybody? Yeah. So my niche is um, mainly. Um, photographers and creatives so that's where I focus in terms of when I work with on Dubsado and client experiences and all of that kind of stuff um however obviously because I um am also a virtual assistant and have been for I think three years now um I have kind of slowed down on that side but I now offer mentoring to other virtual assistants um and all that so so yeah I've got a, a broad niche so when I'm talking about client experiences and VA work and all that that's photographers and creatives and then the mentorings for yeah for the VAs what made you pick photographers and creatives because I feel like picking a niche is one of those things that people either they've really got it and they know exactly who they work with or it's like I don't want one I'm not doing it and I've always been one of those people who definitely doesn't have one so how yeah. did you narrow it down to that yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I, the, the minute I know that some people who don't have a niche can absolutely smash it and just and just do it. Some need that guidance and need that focus um, so they know exactly kind of how to, you know, plan their business and their marketing and everything. I, with my niche, that changed the game for me, I found. Um, so I always knew that I wanted to work with photographers because I have literally, I've grown up, around photography all my life my dad's a photographer um and I have always loved photography um and I I take I take the odd picture but I'm, I'm no photographer like at all I can't take my camera out of auto <laughs> I'm really not great so I before I started my VA business um probably I, th I think it was like three years before I actually launched it I always thought about the idea of doing it and then I was like you know what photographers are probably a really great niche to cover because they are creative that's what they do that's what they focus on um so who's picking up all the admin and you're a kind of almost an admin person or you're like creative like so they're, they're two different extremes aren't they they're like you know you're creative you're out and about you're doing stuff you're being arty you're doing all that and admin is very like the opposite um so so yeah I kind of knew when I launched it was a few months in to to the VA business that I was like you know what I'm just going to go all out and say and put my niche out there and I I personally found the minute I put my niche out into the world that's when my business completely changed for the better so um so yeah that's why photographers and I love it absolutely love it I mean that's the most important thing right like as long as you love what you do like that's it that's all that matters you know it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks or how you got there as long as it feels good for you I think that is just the number one thing that we should all be looking for and I always get that from you like when I watch your stories and look at your content like I always just get this vibe that you really really love the work that you do yeah I do it's it's like I get really passionate like I well I know all of us get really passionate but I'm so passionate about it and like when you've like now I've kind of obviously covered like photographers and creatives and but don't get me wrong I've worked with people outside of being a photographer and a creative like I've worked along the journey like with a triathlete um I've worked with an accountant like I, I've still 
like others will still kind of come into my inquiries and I if I feel like I also I find that I can learn a lot from my clients as well so if I if an inquiry comes in and I'm like oh okay they're not a photographer or a creative but hell I could learn so much from this person like they're a powerhouse or something then I'm like yes like let's work together um and I yeah I, I do sorry back to what you said like I, I do feel so passionate because I think like especially on the photo- photographer and creative side I have um because now I've covered this area for, for three years um and I always had this interest I like I feel I, I know the stuff now. Like I, I, I feel comfortable in my knowledge. I feel comfortable um, in the advice that I can give, in what I can bring to the table, and how I can serve my clients. And I feel, yeah, super passionate about it. That you know, these people come to me, these clients come to me, and actually ask my advice on things where they where they don't know the answer um, in terms of say their client experience or something like that. So yeah, it feels really good, and that's why I'm like. Yeah, I feel super passionate about it. And it's, yeah, it's nice. Are there ever difficult moments and bad days amongst all of that passion? Oh, oh, for sure. <laughs> there are, there are. There, you know, like when you are so passionate about something, you, I, I, you probably feel exactly the same. Like you feel it to your core. Like it's, it's who you are and it's what you offer. And when um, you know you're having an, like a bad day or or something like that or or whatever you yeah you you feel it so so much and it, it feels personal almost I find um you know in the the services I offer now with setups and whatever well we there there can be struggles like to go from being a VA when you do retainers and you kind of get paid on a monthly basis no matter what like on those retainers and you do the work and whatever you know what's coming but I, I definitely found tougher days when I transitioned the business slightly to project work and you know like um you don't your invoices for instance kind of go out and they're due at certain times in a project if that project gets delayed or something like that it has a knock-on effect like with you getting pe- like with you being paid or how other projects are about to start so those are the tough ones I find um just transitioning to like I think we're self-employed life isn't it um but but yeah there are days but I think we all have them don't we and yeah it, every day is a new day <laughs> yeah 100 percent. and would you say that like over your time running the business do you think you're better at dealing with those difficult moments and so they don't come up so often or would you say it's just as hard but they're just new challenges oh I've totally got better like I'm I'm still not perfect by by no means and um you know I've had this conversation quite a lot it's you learn from past experiences uh, and when things haven't gone to plan or when things haven't um I, I was actually listening to uh, a Jenna Kutcher um podcast the other day and in it um or it was on her stories she said um if ever you have unsatisfied clients it's usually a lack of expectation set out and that's when I kind of that's when I went into like client experience strategy strategy and all that kind of stuff that always plays in my mind that's what I always think and tell like tell clients and that's always in the back of my mind as well that always have your expectations set out along the way with your client journeys um and I've made sure like as as everything goes on you know you you don't know whatever's gonna you don't you don't know what's gonna come up 
during your journey with a client, for instance. Uh, but you can always learn from anything that does arise or that might not ha- have happened to how you wanted it to or anything like that. And yeah, definitely over over time, you know, things have I've my my client journeys have evolved like what I like my offerings have evolved um, and services have evolved. You know, things start from nothing. And then once you've been doing it a while, they're com- they're a completely different service to how you started it. So along the way, you learn new um, new ways to provide that service and new ways to completely like smash your client journey and whatever. So so yeah, that I think I've learned a lot about boundaries along the way, um, how to enforce them. Um, and you know what? I think clients, like your clients, appreciate boundaries. They, you know, appreciate having those um, those in place so they know where they stand as well. Um, and it, it's it's hard because I'm quite a, I can be quite a fluffy person. I'm very much like, hi, lovely. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> and I and that's how I am. And I never want anyone to ever think badly of me. And if I ever felt that someone didn't like, like me, it bothers me like that plays in my mind. But, you know, boundaries are important. This is like you need to think with your business instead of just like you as a person um and but don't get me wrong they're the hard they can be so hard to enforce but you learn along the way how to kind of get them in there um but yeah sorry I went off on a tangent (laughs) (laughs) no that's fine um I think that's one of the number one things that I see come up is that people want to please others they want other people to like them they don't ever want to upset their clients or end a relationship on bad terms in any way and so they go above and beyond to try and make that client happy to the point where they potentially make themselves unhappy because they're giving so much and I think it's really hard because I can sit here and say you know put your CEO hat on and make sensible decisions for the business and take the emotion out of it but the reality is most of us and most people who I imagine will listen to this podcast we run businesses where we do work really closely one-to-one with our clients Mm -hmm. and so to just switch the emotion off and switch into business owner it's much easier said than done right oh it is the hardest thing it is the hardest thing Gemma honestly it's like for instance on my my VA side of the business my I so like like I mentioned before I've kind of stopped taking on virtual assistant clients now I I just kind of have a handful of the ones who have have been with me for a long time now um because I've decided not to grow it unless you're kind of going to work with an associate of mine so the 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 VA clients I've got like I said, have been around for a long time. So we're on WhatsApp together. We are, you know, I I know what's going on in their personal life all the time. Like we, we're like friends. Um, so it is hard, like situations like that, exactly as you said, it's so hard to implement those those boundaries. <laughs> it's, yeah, I am, um, I struggle on, on that side of things when they're so like, but there have been times when I, I've had to like say the odd thing and they get it. They complete, they're business owners too. You have to remember that you, you're also dealing with another business. So, and we're all giving us ourselves the same advice or, or listening to it. So, yeah. 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 It is hard. And I think it's that thing of like, we say that our, um, our ability to have like great relationships and connect with people and be you know a bit more emotional like we say oh that's a real perk because it means we can form really strong relationships but then all of a sudden it's like oh I hate that bit of myself because it's kind of also got its negatives on the flip side and I think it's just one of those things where there are good and there are bad that come from everything and you've just got to figure out where you're 
happy places I suppose and what my happy place is is going to be a bit different from yours and like I can't imagine talking to my clients all the time on WhatsApp like yeah (laughs) I couldn't do it but if that works for you and that makes you feel good then that's amazing and I think it's just that individuality isn't it between people and between businesses exactly it is so so true it's like so like with with the VA side of um of my business it's very it's completely different to like my the dub sado setup side of my business and to like the mentoring part as well they're the polar opposite so yeah my VA clients because there's a handful left now I just have them on like whatsapp and whatever and we and they're they're super easy to manage but yeah my dub sado ones they don't have my phone number it's all very kind of a lot a lot more formal in that front it's because their project work is dealt with completely different to to the other side and also the boundaries and everything are completely different so I've got um all my you know uh workflow set up in Dubsado and I find that, that I find that so much easier to have running so whenever you know a firm point needs to be when I say firm point I mean like you know whenever I have to check in to make sure you know my clients about like going to reach their deadline for instance for the like a due date for for a bit of work um you know I've got kind of a disclaimer part in that that says you know should there be any delays then this could incur blah 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 um I don't know when that gets sent because it's part of my workflow and that helps me (laughs) massively because then I can't anticipate that going uh, but Mm -hmm it's it's gone and it needed to go like it, it has to go because that's my boundary right there but um I don't get me wrong if I was sending that manually I'd be editing that out putting some kisses putting some emojis <laughs> in and doing all that so that's why this automation helps me like like stuff like that helps me so much because I'm like chasing invoices that's all set up so I don't have to chase them otherwise again if I was doing that myself I'd be like but don't worry if you can't pay tomorrow then don't worry it's absolutely fine yeah <laughs> so so yeah so it's um but yeah it, it's it's so tricky it's so tricky to get all this stuff implemented <laughs> you know when I like listen to you talk about what you do with this VA work and you've got some sort of mentoring coaching going on and you've got um the project stuff it sounds like quite a lot of stuff does it feel like a lot to you it it does it's um it does feel like a lot like there's you know, there's parts of my business that I um, I definitely market more than others, though. So um, like the Dubsado part, like that's where I'm. my passion is right now. Um, and like the system, the strategy and client experiences, that's where I don't I don't mean right now, like it's going to change tomorrow or anything like that. But my VA business has definitely evolved um, and hence why I'm kind of, you know, putting a opinion on the in the VA work um and then yeah and drumming up the the Dubsado side and I feel like that's where I'm supposed to be right now and the mentoring is great like it, it is power hour calls um so I find I find those lovely like so nice to have you know when you speak to other VAs who are just starting out and you've done it like you're literally just like spilling like your the knowledge of what you've done because I don't know if you, if you found it, Gemma, when you first started out, that it's so like you get so lost on where to start. Like, what do you do? Like, like this, like the things that kind kind of seem so simple to us now because we've now done it. We're now like further on in the career and whatever. It's all 
an uphill battle at that time. So the mentor calls are just nice to have on the side. So if someone reaches out, they've got it. But um, but yeah, it's not all intense on every area. <laughs> it's just, yeah, mainly Dubsado is the bigger one at the moment. Yeah. yeah. And where do you see that going? So if we think like five years into the future, do you still see yourself doing that similar work and still doing a bit of VA stuff, mostly Dubsado stuff, a bit of mentoring? Is that how you see it growing or do you think it will change? So I think, so I, at the moment, the focus has gone into Dubsado for sure, but um, I'm always aware that, you know, I'm already kind of expanding in the client experience side. So even though I say Dubsado, it's it's very much like the client experience, like strategic side. Um, so, you know, I look at platforms and I look at um, how, you know, to automate your business and all of that. And yeah, like definitely, I, I love that area because, um, when we're talking about photographers and creatives, you can I definitely feel like I make an impact with that. Like I definitely feel I can consult. I go into like into these conversations with my clients, get on these calls with my clients, and they are genuinely um like super imp- impressed by how like and and well, I don't mean impressed, but I mean they are they come off the call like, oh my god, I needed someone to have a look at this to be, in order to um improve my business and to do this and I yeah I definitely found that area and down the line I think you know I'd like to take it bigger um I've done uh last in October I did I was a speaker at a conference for photographers um which was the scariest thing I've ever done in my entire life but it was incredible and I I I felt like that was that was right for me like I felt comfortable there um, and it was always going to be that test before I got there um, to see, OK, is this is this what I want to do? Is this like whatever? And then after I was like, I loved it. I loved educating um, like photographers and creatives on how they can do, how can they they can better their businesses and their client journeys and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then doing stuff like this, like the podcast with you, Gemma, and then the podcast I did a while ago and then and, uh, other, other things like that that I've done. Like, that's where I'm like, ah, I would love to just, like, grow in this direction in terms of, like, you know, educating others and, like, talking about this stuff and doing that kind of, like, public speaking kind of way, <laughs> if, like, that doesn't sound too, you know, too um, I don't know, leaderish. But, uh, but yeah, I quite like that. So I think down, like, going down that route for the future would be amazing. But we'll see. I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. <laughs> so I'm like, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Yeah, you can make some sort of plan, can't you? But when I look back a couple of years ago in my business, it's like things were so different and I had no idea what was around the corner. So I think it's nice to have a plan, but it's also nice to know that the plan probably won't go to plan. Um, (laughs) I know you said you did this um, speaking at this conference, which even just hearing about that makes me nervous, by the way. So good on you. Um, (laughs) Thank you. Did you find, I know this probably there are so many reasons that you might speak in front of audiences, right? And it's not always to sign clients, but I'm curious, do you feel like you got some leads from speaking or do you feel like perhaps it was more just an educational thing for you and it wasn't to get those results? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was interesting because when I was doing it, you know, people um, like the people who were running the event and everything like that said, oh, you could get like some great leads from this. And And I was completely honest at the point because I was like, I don't want I don't need any at the moment like I'm I'm maxed out and I'm stressed <laughs> and I'm good at the moment so I was like oh god I hope they don't but not not obviously that I ever hope they don't but um 
it was really interesting because I didn't go into that wanting new inquiries in my inbox after. Um, what I loved about it was just the awareness, like, like, yeah, is it like, is it the awareness being the right word? Um, mm-hmm. Kind of putting me out there as someone who knows this stuff um putting myself out as a without um I can't think of a better word like <laughs> term to say it but like a leader in that area but I don't mean a leader like I, anyone's a leader in whatever but um like the go-to for that stuff like I there was when I was asked to do it every every part of my being wanted to say no way don't come to me but then I was there thinking but if I say no someone else will take this spot um mm-hmm. And I couldn't live with that. I couldn't live with the fact that I kind of said no to the most, like, don't get me wrong, the most terrifying opportunity. And then someone else took it and then ran with it and then became kind of the expert in in, in that. So, um, yeah, it was more about putting out this education, putting out, you know, the awareness of me and who I am and what I can offer, like, down the line. And and also it was, I, I kind of spoke to them about, you know, organising your business and all that kind of stuff. So it was putting out the awareness of, outsourcing and and virtual assistants and stuff like that so putting kind of this area of um of my kind of world out there so VAs and outsource and like copywriters and all, all that kind of stuff so hopefully it kind of helped it like a bunch of people not just not just me so yeah I I love this so much because I think there's something really nice about whether it's speaking on a stage, recording a podcast, doing an Instagram post, going into it and thinking, I'm doing this for, you know, the purpose of wanting to help people or to educate people or to share my thoughts, rather than going into it and thinking, I'm doing this because I want to make money. Because I know we all need to make money, right? Like, that's Mm -hmm. just one of those things. But I think when you go into everything thinking, what can I get back from this? It just changes everything. And I've seen a lot of people who start to hate social media because it's like, well, I did this and I didn't make a sale in return because Mm -hmm. they're going into it with an expectation of something back. And I think actually it's really nice to go into it just with the expectation of giving rather than receiving. Oh, I completely agree. A hundred percent. When you start looking at things like that, some like I find that things will then start to happen. Um, you know, you, things will start to be more aligned with you and who you are um, and what you're putting out. You're not just doing it, you know, in exchange for money every time. And like you said, yes, we do need to earn a living. But you find yourself like if you find that you're saying yes to the things that you feel truly passionate about and you love, then more of that's going to come. And like more than that's going to land on your like. So I obviously did that speaking event. And then um, not long after, I I was thinking, oh, the anxiety is done from that. And then I was invited on this podcast. And the podcast that I was invited on was they cover creatives. They cover photographers and everyone within the creative industry. It wasn't even my industry, if that makes sense, like as a virtual assistant or anything like that. It was because that's my niche. So they brought me on there. And that in itself was like wow like so uh, like because I'm putting these things out there that the things that feel so aligned to me and who I am and what like puts the fire in my belly I'm getting it like kind of getting it back does that make sense yeah I'm attracting what I'm putting out there which which felt so 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 good um for that so I, I completely agree with you it's it's not about 
the money and everything like that. It's just say yes to the opportunities that are coming in that will align you with where you're headed and where you want to end up and where like what you want your journey to look like. Yeah. And I, I always use relationship analogies. One day someone needs to make like a montage of me and these stupid relationship analogies. But <laughs> I kind of see it like if you were ready for a relationship, you don't necessarily go walking around town and be like, do you want to be my boyfriend? Because yeah. it's not going to work. But <laughs> what you do is you put yourself in the right spaces. You might join a dating app or you might go and be more open minded to speaking to people wherever you hang out. And then through those connections, a lot of them are going to go nowhere. A lot of people won't be the right fit. Some people might end up being just friends with you. But mm-hmm. because you're making the move, you're getting closer to that right thing. And I think yeah. in business, sometimes we expect to put ourselves out there and to instantly make that sale or that business relationship. And it's like, well, that doesn't work in any other relationship. So why would it work in a business relationship? And actually, yes, you need to make the effort. You need to be in the right spaces and take the right opportunities. But that doesn't mean it's going to be like an instant receiving of something, oh, you know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, by the way, I love your analogy. I'm just picturing us walking down the road saying, will you be my boyfriend? <laughs> I love that but um, yeah exactly exactly that like if I'd been offered the opportunity to be a speaker at a conference for finance people um nothing against that but it's not my area it's not my bag so I would not like if I was asked to go and speak about client journeys there I would probably have to decline because that's not aligning me with where with where I want to go um so yeah it's all about you know, putting yourself in those right situations. And I, I can't express enough about saying yes to the thing. Like, you know, the things will will always, well, hopefully things will pop into your lap and they'll be scary and that you will feel like you can't do them and whatever, even though you know it could get you to a place where you want where you want to be or like you said, you know, in in that in the area, you know, you might not get something back straight away or anything like that but if it's going to put you in the right place and that thing is scary and you never envision like I said I would never do another presentation like after university I was like I'm not doing that ever again ever like (laughs) the nervous rush comes out the stutter comes out all of that stuff and then I was asked to do that and I was like everything wants to say no but you just can't you can't and you have to take those opportunities. You have to, because you can do it. You can. Um, you just have to believe it in what in yourself and where you want to be. And yeah, those opportunities are going to help you along the way. And that's how, yeah, you're going to grow ultimately. Yeah. I always have to remind myself in those scary moments where saying yes feels terrifying. But mm-hmm. well, if I don't say yes, someone else is just going to do it. And exactly. I'm going to stay where I am. And I'm going to look around and be like, oh, they're further ahead than me and they've got this opportunity. And it's only going to be because they said yes and I said no. And so if I want a thing, if I want to get to a destination, I've got to do the thing to get there, you know. Um, And sometimes that's going to be absolutely terrifying. And sometimes it's going to be just so big and feel so out of reach. But if you don't say yes, you're not going to get there, are you? Exactly. And the sense of achievement and pride and everything that goes with it is priceless at the end of it like you there's nothing like on the lead up to that conference like and it was like uh 10 months I knew beforehand I was doing it and there was nothing within that 10 months that gave me any comfort (laughs) I was every time I thought of it 
I was anxious, like everything. Um, And so many like times along that journey, I was like, I I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. Um, The night before, I think back to the night before the tour, the conference, and I oh it gives me the heebie-jeebies because I know how I felt in that moment like I I know how scared and whatever I felt and I couldn't sleep and even that the morning of I'm like oh god I don't want to think about it but I did it and it's that sense of accomplishment after that is yeah like I just said it's it's absolutely priceless and I know that it was it was just 45 minutes it's done there we go Mm. and yeah so yeah that's my I, I couldn't preach about it enough like say just say yes to the things and sort it out later but yeah it's it's pretty big if you want your business to get somewhere and whatever take the opportunities that come your way put yourself out there put put yourself you know take yourself out of the comfort zone because that's the only way that you can grow mm-hmm. yeah I totally agree 100 percent. and I feel like everyone needs to hear this message because I think sometimes, especially on Instagram and before we hit record on this, we were both talking about our experience of Instagram. Um, And I think sometimes you can watch people and it feels like they, you know, they got up in the morning, they did some yoga, they had a client call and they they go about this like really amazing looking day and you don't see the fear or the being pushed out the comfort zone. And I think sometimes it's easy to think, oh, well, that looks really easy so why does it feel hard for me when actually it's not that it's easy it's just that you don't always see those parts and I think they're harder to to photograph as well right it's easy for me to take a picture of my coffee on my walk but how do I take a picture of my anxiety so it's it's just kind of remembering that we all feel terrified sometimes when we say yes to things and Um, that is how it's going to feel yeah for, for sure it's um yeah it's it's the age-old chat about Instagram isn't it about you know how real it actually is and how we all know that we we are watching everyone's highlight reel we all know it but it doesn't make us feel any less rubbish about things if you know you're having a bad day and they seemingly look like they're having the best time of their life um you know I'm I, I'm guilty for scrolling Instagram and watching everyone's stories while I'm, you know, breaking up another fight between my two children in the morning, <laughs> heading out to school, my hair's ragged and whatever. Like <laughs> it's, it's, we were all guilty of just making ourselves feel rubbish by, by doing it. And that's why I, I, I can get over the app a little bit because it's addictive. <laughs> we love, we love seeing these things, even though we know that it's not all true, true to life. And you know, I'm probably guilty of always putting up the best bits because I, I'm not a massive sharer of things. So, you know, when I am feeling rubbish or when I am feeling down or stressed with my business or anything like that, I, um, I just kind of don't show up almost. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm, I'm knee deep in work. I'm focusing, you know, and, and usually that stress comes from the back on the back of me having so much on at one time so you know Instagram and social media is going to take a backseat and so I don't show up um so the next time you do see me show up it's because it's a good day (laughs) and it's because I found that pocket of time so it's yeah I'm guilty of it too I, I I literally just put the best bits because I I yeah I don't have time to put on the bad bits but no one wants to see my bad bits anyway (laughs) yeah I think it's also about realizing that 
if like let's say I had a really good day and I learned something and I was like oh everyone needs to hear this and I was able to share something in a way that helped people in some way that is much closer to my mission with my business than Mm -hmm. me showing up in tears because I feel like crap and just like there's no I understand it's helpful to see the ups and the downs but also that's not helping anybody and it's also I mean it depends on how much of like a personal brand you are and things like that but for me it's more about the work that I do than how I specifically am feeling every day so I don't think it would serve a purpose to show up and be like hey guys I feel like rubbish bye yeah it's what I'm exactly the same as you I'm totally the same I, I, it doesn't say if I was having a teary day because I felt over like stress and everything like it doesn't come natural to me to pull out a camera and video video me being upset or anything that's like that's just something I, I take like I just deal with kind of outside of this whole virtual world and I don't know if that comes with my age like in terms of you know it what social media came about a bit later for me whereas I, I kind of lived life without it so it's I don't know if it's it's that but it's yeah it I'm with you in terms of it wouldn't help my audience to to see me having a moan about something because yeah I I I don't know I I know everyone's very different aren't they but it's yeah I would rather put my efforts into like things like this where I can actually talk about the things that I do the passion the and talk to other business owners about what they do and that's where I I find is the proof in, in in what I can offer and how I can back myself and and all of that then kind of just showing I don't know showing up on Instagram every now and then with nothing to say because I never do have anything to say (laughs) I'm like the most boring person on there um but yeah it's yeah well I'm trying to say something on there today but my stories won't upload I'm trying to launch something and they're not blooming uploading but um yeah so when I do do try and say something it doesn't want me to so I think that's a sign (laughs) one of the perks right like for me I love like today I'm gonna I'm about to do the thing that I just said I wouldn't do I woke up today and I was like I feel like rubbish and so I got up I have thrown on my comfy clothes I've recorded a couple of podcasts today but without camera and after this I'm gonna go and walk along the beach and do what I need to do to make myself feel better and I love that my business allows me to hide when I want to hide like to me that's it's not like I'm trying to hide because I'm trying to give off some like perfect life on Instagram. It's how great that my business is set up in a way that when I don't feel great, I can actually take care of myself and I don't have to do anything. I don't have to show up. And to me, like that's a real perk. So if I were to show up and be like, hey guys, just so you know, feel like crap today, just in case you thought my life was perfect. It almost goes against everything that I believe in for myself as well. Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you mean. And it's like when you were talking, when you mentioned about having how grateful you are to have a business that kind of allows you to to have those moments. And it is so true. Like this week, I've given myself a bit of a hard time because I um, I accidentally decided to launch something. I say accidentally. I've had um, the idea of launching passive income for about three years and I've literally sat on it until apparently last week. And then I've decided I need to launch it ASAP. So this week I've given myself a a bit of a tough time in my head because I have put all my focus onto this, which meant that kind of other work has um, had to take a back seat because I'm really keen to get this launched and get everything underway for it. 
And in my head, because the way I don't know if I was trained with, you know, corporate nine to fives and, and stuff like that, it's con- constantly in my head, I need to be doing that other thing. I need to be doing that. I need to be doing that. And actually, no, I can, I don't have, have to be doing that. You know, I can choose to do these other things and it's fine. I'm not answering to anybody. I'm not, you know, I'm, no one has to check in on me. I'm, I am my own boss. I can manage it myself and know what I want to do. So like, yeah, what you're saying about you, you're lucky to have, like you're grateful to have a business where you can just hide away and just sit all day in your tracksuit. That's my everyday, Gemma. That's literally, <laughs> I'm sitting here as we speak, my tracksuit bottoms. Um, so yeah, it is, it does feel so good. And we have to kind of force ourselves out of this thing where, you know, everything has got to be a certain way when you run a business. No way. Like if you don't want to work one day, don't. If if actually it suits you to work later in the evening, do it. Um, Go for that walk down the beach uh, at, you know, one o'clock in the afternoon if you want. Like it's, it's that, yeah, that's what's great about what we, what we do. And yeah, yeah, it's really nice. It is. It is. And it is that, isn't it? It all comes back to do what works for you. Like as long as you're not harming anybody else, you've got to just do what works for you. And if somebody else's strategy or somebody else's way of being on social media doesn't work for you, great, find your own way. Like, yeah. And I think there's something really nice about seeing everybody's unique approach to doing things. And I think there's, that's so much more powerful than everyone trying to, you know, I don't know, find one magical strategy that works because there's never going to be one because everyone's so different, so unique and I'm sure what works for me wouldn't work for you and, and vice versa. And there's something quite scary about that, I guess, because you can't ever get the answers externally, but something really, really freeing about that too. Yeah, definitely. So like what, going back to what you said about um, kind of you, you choose what you do, it's so when, when I do my mentoring, I mean, I just have my power hour calls with um upcoming VAs or current VAs or anything like that you know I always go back to when I first started um as a VA for instance I was trying to plan what I wanted to do and like okay how do I be a VA like what do I need to know and I remember I purchased courses for like MailChimp um and I don't know how to do email management and all that kind of stuff I purchased it before I'd worked with a single client I'd got all of that um, and I put myself under all this pressure to learn this stuff and do all that. Um, to this day, have I ever, ever worked on MailChimp? No. <laughs> have I ever needed to organize someone's emails and all that kind of stuff? Never. And I, well, now when I do my like mentoring calls and everything like that, and and clients then speak to, well, and like VAs speak to me and they say, you know, what should I offer? What should I do? I was like, if you don't like doing something, don't offer it. And it, that's completely your prerogative. Like you don't have to do just because you feel like an assistant has to offer email management or um, social media, I don't know, uh, planning or any uh, anything like that. Or, you know, all, all, I can't even think at the moment, but any any of those bits doesn't mean that you have to. You know, the beauty is in the fact that I, I don't I hate email management. Um, I did it before and then I decided I don't like it. So I simply don't offer it um, or I didn't offer it anymore. And that's fine. Like you literally pick and choose exactly what you enjoy because it's your business. You are running it. You are. It's what you do. You pick and choose exactly what you want to offer your clients. And obviously you don't have to be a virtual assistant. It's in any any service provider, any business, whatever. You you choose what your strategy is. You choose what your approach to your client is and offer that. And that's going to be 
your superpower because that's where you uh, that's where you're going to excel because you actually enjoy doing it as well um, mm-hmm. and that's where you're going to find that you yeah you're going to just smash it because you're not offering the stuff that you don't like which probably means that you're also you don't like it so and you don't enjoy it so you might not feel like you're any good at it so yeah take it off don't do it um yeah it, I, I just found, find that whenever I get because you said that whenever I get on these mentoring calls and whatever that there's so much there's so much feeling out there that you have to be offering this that and whatever exactly like you said Gemma a minute ago you have to be following this strategy because that's what all VA seems to do or that's what all you know copywriters seems to do or anything like that but no do you do your thing and that will make you you and stand out from everyone else yeah I feel like this is the perfect place to end the podcast on this little Mm. feel-good note um I'm curious though before we finish what is the next big thing for you is it this passive income product is that what's next yeah I think um I I want to get my passive stuff going for sure like like I said I've been sitting on it for three years <laughs> um but yeah I want to yeah work less basically and um get things out there that I I feel really yeah passionate about so um I've got some proposal decided proposal templates that I'm going to be launching and selling for both photographers and service providers so you know um any any business basically and um yeah I want to then start going on from there for for um both yeah photographers creatives and other service providers in other in other areas not just obviously dubsado templates but where I think I can I can really help so yeah that'll be nice and yeah god knows what's next for me we'll we'll see we'll see (laughs) well thank you so much like it's been such a good conversation I can't remember when we first connected but I know it was a while ago so it's been really nice to watch your journey and to just see how we've both evolved over the years yeah, I know it has. That's what I was thinking the other day. I think I've been we've been following each other since day dot, and it's yeah. um yeah, it's it's so nice to see whenever I'm on Instagram and looking <laughs> at other people. But yeah, no, it's been so nice. But thank you so much for having me on. You're so welcome. Where can people come and find you and work with you? Yes, um, over so my website lindsaygarvey.com or Instagram lindsaygarvey underscore va. Um, yeah, that's where that's where you'll find me hanging out. Amazing. Thank you.